Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jason, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Doing all right. How are you guys? Uh, Doing very well. And we were talking about one of your tweets this morning. And I actually want to play, Pete, I actually want to play this. I should have told you this. Give me the, the Big Ben cut. Uh, I want to play this for, for Jason, and then we'll, we'll uh, talk about it afterwards. Let's hear Ben after the game. I want to fix Spike. It was, I, was, I was yelling clock it because um, I felt like that was the, the thing to do was clock it and get yourself one play. Um, and it came from the sideline, don't clock it, don't clock it. Well, at that time, I'm already got, got everyone thinks it's clock, so you don't have time to try and get everyone lined up. So it's, um, you know, I tried to. Eli saw that you know he kind of ran a quick slant in there, and uh, at that time you just got to try and make a play, and probably didn't make a good enough throw. So, and then after the game, you tweeted that it was it was his decision. He had two options, and one of them was fake spike, and he decided to go that way. So, is what he's he's saying about the sideline and getting that directive from the sideline is that not true? I heard with seventeen seconds he had two plays, and he could obviously do either play. Or something, excuse me, something else could unfold. Um, but I, to my understanding, one of those plays wasn't, you know, fake spike, look up, think you've got Eli force ball, you know, interception. Uh. I, I, I do not believe that, that was play call. Oh, now, is- when you say you had the two options, was one of them to spike the ball? I, I don't know specifics. You know what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Specific. He had two plays called. So plays. Yeah. He had two plays called. All right, two plays called. So I would assume if there are two plays called, that one of them wouldn't be to spike the ball. Yeah, I mean, you. It's it's third down, right? Mm-hmm. You're out of timeouts. Yep. It's called into you at 17 seconds. Um. You're going. You're you're a quarterback, and you're. How many years is this for him? Uh, Two thousand four is when he came to the league. Right. So, clocking it is always an option. I mean, there's. You know what I mean? Like I. I, I don't know that. The, look, he likes to street ball. He thought he saw something. He threw the ball in there. I don't know that. I mean. Then he blamed the sideline. Everybody line. makes mistakes. Right. Things happen in the heat of battle, um, but I, I uh, again, I, I sometimes you just need to say I thought I saw something in right, yeah, and uh, you know what I mean. I try to make a play. There, there's no excuse, and, and you're right. I said the same thing earlier. Here's a guy, Super Bowl champion, and a guy's been in the league for a long, long time. You don't expect him to make that decision in that moment. And, and he he had a, 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 a brain, you know what, and and, uh, and and so you have what you have. The bigger question, Antonio Brown, uh, they're saying he, he should be back for the playoffs. What are you hearing? I mean, they don't know. Um, you know, that they're, they're hopeful that this is a manageable injury, and, and that's the expectation right now. Um, but we'll have to see. Obviously, they'd love to get a first-round bye, and that makes the time frame a little more um, amenable for them and, and a little more manageable. Uh, he's obviously not playing in the regular season. Uh, they don't expect you know these final two games. 
Um, obviously not playing against Houston this week. They don't expect him to play against the Browns, and then they'll have to see where he is after that. And you know, if they again, if they get another week, then the odds are even you know even better. But he just suffered the injury. They went through some more tests today. They want to uh, you know obviously see how he responds to rest and rehab. But it, it you know it, it the good news is it's not something where you know he tore something off the bone and you know you know what I mean you know he's shelved for. For a long period of time, it's a manageable injury, but people I talked to there said they they couldn't give an exact timetable yet. Do you think that the Jesse James reversal was handled correctly? That's the rule. I don't like the rule. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't like the way that that is all written. I don't like the way that we've gone so far beyond the eye test now that it's it's you know it comes down to the the most minute slowed down. Uh, you know, replay and then what happens at the very, very end and whether he still has it and, you know. But as, when we saw the replay and we're sitting there in the studio, it's obviously a huge game and everybody's fired up and we got, their, you know, our camera guys and, and everybody's watching intently and, you know, Coach Cower and Boomer and everybody. And, you know, at first we're, everybody was sort of like, well, you know, they're just going to review it and it's 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 obviously – it's obviously a touchdown. You know, at first it's like, well, did he break the plane and all that stuff? Was he down first? But then as you saw the full review and when you, you see him switch his hands and the ball kind of lose control and the ball touched the ground, there was a good portion of people in the studio who were like, there's, that's it. There's no way they're going to call that a catch. Like, mm-hmm. you know, based on, on you know, Calvin Johnson and, and all these succession of plays we've seen over the last, you know, five years or so, that is the letter of the law of the rule. And, that's how it's most often applied. And so in that moment, there was a group of us who were like, that. no, he switched his hands, he lost control, it touched the ground. He didn't have it all the way, all the way, all the way to the ground. That's, that's going to be um, not a catch. And that's how it was applied. I mean, should it be applied? I think that's a different argument. The competition committee, you know, can always take that back up. But, you know, you saw Blandino and Pereira and some of those other guys, you know what I mean? Like, there was some, you know, uniformity that that's just not a catch. Uh, is there a rule, speaking of rules, is there a rule against officials using props to assess whether that, it's a first I, down dude, or not a first down? I, I, that was a new one for me, man. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I kind of thought you'd use maybe your hand or something. You know what I mean? I feel like at some point I may have felt someone bring their, like, hand straight down, like, at a 90-degree angle to try to determine that. But I, I give up. I don't I – don't, I mean, is that part of the official uniform? That was going to be, like, an NFL grade. Because it's got to be a certain thickness probably, right? Like, that card, are we sure that was a certified NFL card? Yeah. I mean, if that's from Rite Aid and not CVS, it might be the wrong <laughs> car. I, I don't know. I don't know where we are anymore. I, I mean – between that and I, I've hated for years to fumble through the end zone. I, I don't understand that one. Like, you know what I mean? Anywhere else on the field, if you fumble that ball and it goes three inches in the other direction and it's outside the pylon, you know, then you get it at the one-inch line. But because it goes through the end zone, you completely lose possession. You know, you lose possession, you lose yardage. I don't – I've never understood that rule. And it just seems that all of a sudden, every other game, in a key moment, it's being, you know, enacted. Yeah, I, I want to go back to Sterator for a second. I mean, didn't it look, though, that there was some space in between? I have no idea. I mean, I can't, I can't vouch for that entire scene. Like, yeah. 
I don't I don't know like was was I was never certain that the marker itself was ever tilted at the angle it's supposed to be in. I don't know where the card came from. You know what I mean? Do they like foreign terrain to me? Do they are they supposed to carry that card? Did he just happen to have it? Like did he then bring it down exactly correctly? And then I couldn't tell if it touched <laughs> anything or not. <laughs> you know, I, I I've got a lot of questions. Gio and Jones with Jason Lockton for across the country on CBS Sports Radio. All right, moving on from that and the story of Marvin Lewis, who will not be the Bengals head coach after the end of this 2017 season, and Hugh Jackson's name coming up. The Browns have made a big spectacle about making sure that Hugh Jackson is going to remain there, and we got rid of Sashi Brown and brought in Dorsey, and Dorsey loves Hugh Jackson, and they kept Hugh Jackson there. So, I mean, what's going to happen now if the Bengals want Hugh Jackson? Well, I don't know that Dorsey loves Hugh Jackson. I, I don't know about that part. Well, he um, did. I mean, he, at least he said it publicly. I mean, I don't know how he feels behind the scenes, but he did say yeah. he really endorsed him uh, highly publicly. Well, at first, I, you know, that, that was sort of one of the prerequisites to getting the job, right, was the owner wants to keep the coach. So if you want this job, you've got to come in and, and keep the coach. Now, for how long remains to be seen? 0-16 is a unique stink. Um, not many people have worn that before, and – uh, surviving that seems um, difficult at best. Um, you know the bank. The rumors about Hugh returning to Cincinnati—that that's nothing new. We've been hearing that since August. Marvin not being there next year is nothing new either. He did not get a contract extension in August. This was very much a do-or-die season for him, and and they have died much more than they have done there in Cincinnati, and they've been particularly dead since halftime of that Pittsburgh game three weeks ago. So he wasn't going to, whatever, however, you know, whatever the genesis of that story is, Marvin Lewis wasn't going to be coaching that team anyway. Um, look, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if the Browns just let Hugh go. I don't think Hugh is absolutely positively the guy for the Bengals. I think Paul Gunther, their defensive coordinator, would certainly be someone they consider. But I, I do agree with the notion that Mike Brown probably isn't going to do the most sweeping head coaching search in the world. Probably isn't going to be exhaustive in bringing in guys who are going to want 8 to $10 million a year. They're not going in that direction. And generally, there are people who have some ties to that organization, you know, who he goes back to. Um, yeah, so I, I don't believe that it's a lock that Hugh Jackson is back in Cleveland. And if he's not in Cleveland, um, Cincinnati would be his only option in terms of a head coaching possibility. But even then, I, I don't know that that's a slam dunk. Jason, uh, have you been able to gauge how this Jerry Richardson news is reverberating amongst the owners? The time frame is is um, it's, it's really unprecedented. Uh, people just were starting to, to get a chance to digest the specifics that were in the very detailed uh, SI.com report. And then within hours of that coming out, um, while games were still being played, he, you know, Jerry comes out and says, I'm selling now. After reading that SI report and knowing that he's 81 years old, he, he's been in, in um, you know, different degrees of health in recent years, but not always great. And knowing that he'd already taken his family out of his will, out of um, his secession plan, and he already had determined, you know, with investment bankers and others that he was going to sell that team upon his passing, and it was going to go to the highest bidder, and that was going to be that. Knowing all those factors plus the investigation – I figured that by the spring meeting, he'd be under a tremendous pressure to sell that team and that there was a 
good chance somebody else would be owning the, the Panthers by October of next year. But I didn't think he would necessarily make that announcement so quickly. Um, it shows you how tone deaf and how the, the culture there, for me, is problematic because their original answer to all this was, we're just going to do it ourselves. You know what I mean? We're just going to hire a law firm. You know, Jerry's going to stay in the owner's box. Jerry's going to stay in his, his big office in the building. And we're going to investigate ourselves while he's in place as the active owner still. And we went from that, right, to once some of the specific of the allegations got out, the league taking it over, and then hours after that, he's selling the team. You know? But Friday afternoon, not much to see here. We got a law firm. You know, we're going to sort it out. We can get better. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs is going to buy the Panthers, right, Jason? Uh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> uh, I can tell you this. I think that team is going to go for in the range of $2.5 billion. I think that's, that, from what I'm, what I'm gathering, wow. um, that, that's going to be a record-setting transaction for the NFL. So Maybe that's where Mike Francesa is going. Godspeed. <laughs> I think he's made that much money in his career. Well, and it's a good franchise. I mean, you got a great uh, fan base, and, 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 and you, you only have to deal with one other professional team, and, and that's the, the, the Hornets there. So uh, I think it's an excellent uh, buy, and I, I could definitely see it garnering that type of uh, uh, investment. Yeah, I mean the stadium is is it just had more upgrades done to it, and you're yeah. not inheriting um, any kind of real debt there. Uh, good, strong corporate community, a lot of banking, um, mm-hmm. you know, Bank of America, a lot of other huge banks located down there. To your point, a strong fan base, a successful product on the field for the most part. And and look, there's this will happen quickly because because of of Jerry's health and and et cetera and age, there have been numerous people who are some already in the league as minority owners with other franchises and then you know other ceos of of huge corporations um you know guys who founded huge corporations who've been interested in getting in the nfl who've been eyeing that up for a while and and you know no one knew when that would turn um for health reasons or otherwise so people have done a lot of due diligence already there and they have a sense of you know market value and and what it's going to take to get in that dance so I do think that, you know, by the spring meeting at the end of March, we'll probably have a good idea of who the, the sort of finalists are, the major players are. And by the October meeting, I think that new owner could already be, you know, sort of voted in by the others and, and sort of sworn in and, and take over day-to-day operations of that franchise. Gio and Jones or Jason LaConfora, did Todd Bowles save his job this year because the expectations were so low and they were highly competitive even in losses? Yeah, I mean, they they are pleased with a lot of things that happen there. Now, winning on the road has remained an issue, and some some sort of late game situations, and and you know, knowing how to put teams away, being a little better with that. Jeez. Nobody there. Some of that stuff, um, you know, isn't isn't quite ideal. But I mean, yeah, they punched above their weight class for the most part. Um, things fell apart in Denver when they lost their quarterback. But I, you know, I, I think as long as they hang in there the last few weeks, that's not a team that's you know desperate to make a coaching change at a time when you know upwards of a third of the league, frankly, is. 
Any idea what Ezekiel Elliott's been up to during his suspension? Of course, he's welcome back into that facility uh, this morning. I know there were reports he was over in Europe. Maybe he was hanging out with Andrew Luck, who was over in Europe as well. But uh, any inkling what he was up I'd to? I heard he'd spent a lot of time in Cabo, that he had trainers and fitness people and, you know, sort of uh, a nucleus of staff down him around, around him down there. Um, I know he's been talking to some other athletes, taking counsel from some other athletes, uh, you know, some of whom who've been down there. I think he spent some time with Eric Dickerson, um, a few other running backs. Um, maybe I, someone who knows him told me maybe even Tiger Woods as well. Um, you know, he's going to come back this week. He's going to address, um, I'm sure he'll do an interview or two, maybe even one with a morning show or something like that where, where he will address these issues and his past and whatever happened in Columbus during the nights in question for probably the last time. And then he's going to, you know, play football for two weeks and try to get his team in the playoffs. Um, it, it's been quite a saga, and, and you know, the, 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 the real key for him now will just be how he conducts himself from here on out because, you know, he's hit that six-game barrier, and if – if the league continues to apply their policies by the letter of the law, then, you know, it says a second offense in the same genre, you know, in this same, you know, domestic violence part of the, of the personal conduct policy could mean your, your, you know, your, your, your career's over. You're, you're barred from the league for, for life. So that's where he is. And, and that needs to be something that he's cognizant of really at all times. Jason, thanks for the time. As always, we appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Enjoy your last few shows there, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Jason. Woof to your dog who just said goodbye to us. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. Usually it's his kids, uh, but it's the (laughs) dog. And and get some Mucinex. You can get all that stuff out of you, man. Yeah, well, that was that was nice of Jason to to wish us well. And the dog said goodbye, too. He said, all right, guys, take care. Dogs love us. (laughs) (laughs) He is filled with all sorts of noises in his interviews. (laughs) Isn't he? Yeah. He's coughing up stuff. Yeah. He's a noise factory. <laughs> oh, all right. Coming up next. How good are the Jaguars, if at all? We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, JLC. Full yep. of mucus and barks. <laughs> there's, there's a guy. I can't. Can we get a picture of this guy? Bogus, can you do that? There's a guy right now. I mean, is this this guy can't be f- for real? There's a guy right now. Oh no, they're gonna oh, go away from him now. Yeah, their en- segment's ending. Oh, damn. Oh, and then they go to Anna Kendrick. Right. Well, they, they have to. They they have to after that. There was just some guy they put on the Today Show that could not have been a real person. <laughs> like it had to be some sort of gag. If we could find out who that is. It could be our new Katie Linendahl, maybe. Because, yeah, he seemed to be giving gifts. Right, he was giving gifts to them. But if you if you saw this guy, he looked like something straight out of Anchorman that was <laughs> too ridiculous that even the writers of that show wouldn't have put him in. That's the best way I can describe him. Man, I wish people could see that. <laughs> that's Ugh, another, gross. That was another JLC sound. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was swallowing mucus during the whole interview. Yeah, he definitely was. <laughs> It's t- it was a tough interview for Mikey B because Mikey B, when people cough, he's got to cough. So, like, he was in there all the time. 
Great interview. <laughs> That's anything or not. You know, I, I, I've got a lot of questions. Gio and Jones and Jason Lockett. <laughs> got a lot of questions. Like, when is this bronchitis going to go away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much longer do I have? <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> ah! That was gross. Yeah. Did he fart in there, too, or no? Oh, shut up! <laughs> Brian's unbelievable. So Brian wanted to say, he, he won't say brain fart, right? He said, mm-hmm. brain, you know what. But this is a guy who will curse on the air and then also <laughs> refer to, I can't even refer no. to it, but said that have, thing that's pinned on our Twitter profile. <laughs> I have limits. <laughs> I mean, you are it's a, a jagged line, though, your limits. It's all over the place. Bizarre. So bizarre. <laughs> Won't say brain fart, but he'll say those things that he, like nothing. He's <laughs> just like nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> none <of> that <laughs> <laughs> None of that. I got to play the whole thing, man. Get that was so funny because Gio was on a roll. <laughs> yeah, you have the whole thing? I don't want no old pictures of penises drawn on people's faces while they're sleeping. <laughs> Whatever y'all do in that... This is a good show. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Really is. Oh, Oh, man. How about her? Both coordinators left. Yeah. They weren't staying there for that mess. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Two guys that had to stay. The coach, the next coach, had to keep these guys. Right. Bill Bennett and Bill Napier, we're out. Yeah, I mean, mean, unless this was their master plan because they didn't want to pay the buyouts of those guys. So let's hire the most ill-equipped coach possible so they leave. And now Herm Edwards will step down and they'll hire a real coach. Maybe maybe that's the grand plan by Ray Anderson. I don't know. I'm Catholic now. I'm a Christian. Watch out the doubles. They heard that like we're out. (laughs) Herm and Jesus can keep this joint. We're gone. What a mess. This is I'll be coaching football, by the way. <laughs> Where are y'all going? Does Herm have any idea that they're not there? <laughs> I see y'all in Sunday school. Yeah, what well, happened? All right, what we're going to do, I'm going to run this by Phil Bennett. We're going to run it by him. He's our defensive coordinator. We're happy. Wait, wait what? Wait, huh? wait, he left? Wait. Who's reporting it? <laughs> Devil's Digest. Well, of course they is. Football. Of course they is. Nights my soul. They're just trying to get after us. You can't listen to no devil's digest. <laughs> anyway, Phil, what? what you putting in that cardboard box? <laughs> oh, man. What a it's, mess. Yeah, it's going to be hilarious all season. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I can't wait for that team <laughs> to just totally fall apart. Uh, all right. Uh, it's amazing that I'm like. Sitting here after all the crushing of Todd Graham I've done in my life. I'm sitting here going, boy, Todd Graham is a much better idea than that guy. Uh, Bogus, you got something for us? Uh, I do. On the heels of the Steelers overturned go-ahead touchdown, the Cowboys got a crucial first down on Sunday Night Football by the smallest of margins. Referee Gene Steratore using an index card, he says, to confirm his ruling of a first down. Dan Bailey eventually kicked a tie-breaking 19-yard field goal. And then Raiders QB Derek Carr fumbled at the goal line with 31 seconds left. I just got to hold on the ball. The ball went through the end zone, giving Dallas possession and a 2017 victory, which keeps them in the postseason hunt. 
The Cowboys currently last on a three-way tie, a half game behind the Falcons for the second wildcard spot. Atlanta plays in Tampa Bay tonight. That Steelers non-TD was followed by Ben Roethlisberger's INT off a fake spike. The Patriots winning 27-24 to clinch their ninth straight AFC East crown. They also are now number one in the AFC once again. Steeler wideout Antonio Brown reportedly suffered a partial tear of his left calf in the first half of this loss. He went to the hospital for evaluation. Brown, though, expected to return for the postseason. Bryce Petty finally made his first career start yesterday, quarterbacking the Jets to their third straight loss, 31-19 in New Orleans. He was picked off twice and took a penalty for throwing a second pass on the same play. His first was blocked back to him. He caught it and threw it again, which most of us know is not allowed, but at least he got to meet Drew Brees. Got to meet Drew, which was which was awesome for, for me. You know, big big fan of him for a long, a long time. Oh, my God. Both it's apparently are from mean. Texas, and that means something. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a big place, though, you know? I mean, Huge. Don't mess with Texas, baby. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> the loss knocked the Jets from playoff contention. On the flip side, the Vikings won the NFC North. The Jaguars clinching their first playoff berth in a decade, and the Eagles earning a first-round bye. The Carolina Panthers will have a new owner next season, Jerry Richardson, will sell the club amid accusations he sexually harassed female employees and used a racial slur with a former scout. The team opened an investigation Friday. The NFL has taken control of that. What do you you call the scout? Uh, It's it's an undisclosed racial slur, so I don't know. Take your pick. Uh, Have you seen the (laughs) Jerry Richardson statue? Of course, this thing. No. uh, Come on. There it is. So... The statue outside. <laughs> it's the most unbelievable thing. It's a, it's a panther. <laughs> it's a panther standing up, right? Claws out. You see it, Brian? Angry. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> and Richardson standing behind it, presumably with his hand on its ass. Yeah. <laughs> that is so... Sign up on that. Holding a football, looking in the other direction. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But he knows what he's doing. The look on his face, like, yeah, (laughs) that's right, yeah, Panther. (laughs) I guess guess the one where he puts the seatbelt on the Panther. (laughs) (laughs) That one didn't work out. (laughs) I mean, come on with this. Oh, all right. Uh, The NBA last night, the Cavaliers got their 18th win in 19 games, 106-99 in Washington. NBA tonight, the Lakers retire Kobe Bryant's numbers 8 and 24. Pre-game fun outside Staples being called Kobe Land. There is even a Kobe-inspired Ferris wheel. Get out of here. Swear. I mean, I don't know what that means, but that's what the word is on the Lakers website, a Kobe-inspired Ferris ferris wheel by the wow. way i saw the full picture of this so i only saw half a picture there's another panther yeah. by his feet yeah there are two baby <laughs> he's in between it mm-hmm. and come really, get the ball that other hand is really close yeah to the, it's, to it's the tail it, of that panther it looks less dangerous <laughs> from this view, this angle yeah but the first one <laughs> oh what you got like even if you're that person yeah. If you're Jerry Richardson, aren't you embarrassed by that statue? <laughs> yeah. You've got to be. Well, clearly is, he has no shame. That is weak. <laughs> Holding the football out. 
Like, I'm surprised they don't have him, like, shirtless with a six-pack <laughs> fighting the Panther, you know? Right. <laughs> Dabbing. Yeah. Right, like that, that uh, Ronaldo statue. Remember the Ronaldo statue that had the big package on? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm not surprised. Like, like, Jerry Richards has never been in better shape in this statue, too. Oh, wow. What is wrong with people? Oh, all right. Well, thanks, Bogish. Appreciate everything. Bogus running out of here now. <laughs> ah, stop! It's gross. Uh, mm. How about those Jaguars? Huh? My goodness, they Kicking keep butt, man. They, they keep winning, and and they scored. Uh, they had guys scoring touchdowns yesterday that you know I, I had never heard of. Yeah, like they had the fullback <laughs> Bohannon scored two touchdowns. And then who is this other wide receiver who was like living in his car not that long ago, and he caught two touchdown passes. And of course, no, it, it was crazy. And these, and these players keep hating on Blake Bortles, as we all have done from time to time. You had Earl Thomas said he's subpar quarterback last week after the Jags beat uh, the, the Seahawks, and and now Jadavion Clowney is saying he's trash. The dude went twenty-one to twenty-nine over three hundred yards passing, three touchdowns, no picks, and he's trash. Come on. Yeah, I mean that's just him being upset that that team. I mean, well, don't be beat, upset. So. You you can be upset, but don't lie. It's not I mean, trash. Yeah, how about so Jaden Mickens was that guy. Jaden Mickens, who was doing these crazy dances in the end zone. And of course, in Daily Fantasy yesterday, I played Chris Ivory and Dee Dee Westbrook, and then I see Bohannon and Mickens score <laughs> touchdowns. I was, of course, going crazy with that. Uh, and Ivory did nothing without Fournette. And then they bring in that Corey Grant, and he scored a touchdown. Whatever. It was a mess. They were just terrible. Terrible touch, fantasy touchdowns for that game. But, yeah, and then Keelan Cole. How about this guy? Seven for 186 and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, and that defense, we know how good that defense is. And Jalen Ramsey is, like, the new trash talker extraordinaire. Oh, I mean, he just gets in people's faces. He was doesn't fle- care. He was flexing in people's faces. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're damn good. He, he's, he's the Gronk of defense, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Gronk's not a great trash talker. You know, he's not, but he definitely is as dominant. There's no doubt about it. So, I mean, they're, they still have an opportunity to get home field advantage, believe it How or not. How about that? How about that? And they end this playoff drought. and uh, It's going to be cool. unlikely that they do, but they it, still it, have a it, chance. And they, they're going to have a damn good chance in the playoffs at that defense they have if Bortles can uh, continue to play like he has these last few weeks. Yeah, Marquise Lee went out with an injury. you got to keep an eye on that. But if Keelan Cole's going to play like that and it's Jaden Mickens, I find that story on him where he was like from sleeping to his car to, yeah, two, yeah, Jaden Mickens from two weeks of living in his car to two touchdowns. Wow. Yep. Um, Jaden Mickens, who arrived in Jacksonville three months ago, initially lived in his car in order to save money. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Whatever it takes. I know. That's an incredible story. Mickens and he slept in his car at Nissan Maxima for two weeks after arriving in Jacksonville. Man, well, good for him. That's the way you got to do it sometimes, you know? Live. Yeah, you, you you have to uh, bite the bullet. And uh, <laughs> I guess you sleep in your car, you have no family or anyone there, and, and he probably didn't want to lean on his teammates, new teammates, I might add. And and so uh, he toughed it out in, in the car. He I'm should sure. have asked to I, crash somewhere. Yeah, I, I understand that. And usually a team will have an affiliation with a certain 
uh, apartment complex or something. At least your teammates know some places where you can you can uh, get a good deal on, on some living quarters. Or maybe there's a hotel the team uh, has an association with, I'm sure, because during the home games, you stay at a hotel uh, the night before the game, even though it's, it's uh, there on your own turf. So uh, I'm sure there was a relationship there, but maybe he didn't want to uh, foot the bill and, and thought the car was a better place for him for those two weeks. But people know his name now, and they're probably – uh, banging on his door to get him to stay at, at one of their locales. The audio of LeBron and Lonzo Ball, the conversation where LeBron put his shirt over his face and started talking to Lonzo, the audio of that surfaced over the weekend. Did you get a chance to hear that or read what that was? I did not. All right, don't. Don't. Pro- right. Can you promise me that? I won't. All right, so don't do it, and then I we're going to have you. I said I, I won't. I said don't do it, <laughs> and then when we come back, I'll take a couple of shots at what the gist of the conversation was, okay, right. now that All we right. know. We're coming okay. right back. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. If you mean the rest of the regular season, weeks 16 and 17, I mean, the way that the NFL has been going about these things, uh, I mean, a, a game suspension is what they give people most of the time if they are not if they don't get ejected on the spot. So if they're going to try to be consistent with this, and the Gronk thing should have been more than a game because that's just oh, not yeah. that's not even close to being a football play. I mean, that, nope. I think there's a major difference between an, an illegal hit on a guy when he's when he when it's a football play and a guy who's right. coming down with an elbow on the back of right. somebody's head after the play's over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say not two games, but a game for Thomas Dave. Yeah, I, I'm going to say a game as well. And you could tell there was some remorse on his part after he hit him, and and usually that's a that's a good football play, and, and but it's not in today's game. So uh, yeah, I can see a game suspension coming. All right, so we teased this Lonzo Ball, um, what's his face, what's his name, LeBron James audio. So someone was able to pick up on a hot mic what LeBron was saying because there's all these cameras around them when this was going on after the game because they were on the court because the game ended. So LeBron thought he was successfully going to talk to Lonzo Ball with his shirt over his face and nobody would know about it. But the audio picked it up, and it's pretty much clear as day what he said. So what do you think the gist – I'm not expecting you to know word for word what the hell happened. But what do you think the gist of this conversation was between the two? Uh, keep working hard, young man, and uh, you'll get the feel and, and rhythm of this league. But uh, the future is bright for you. But keep working hard. All right, it's not bad. I mean, yeah. it's sort of close to that. Okay. So, but you didn't think that it was what many people thought about, like, hey, I'm going to join the Lakers, right? No. No way. He would. Just, I'm going to join the Lakers. No way would he say that. No. Who would think that? Everybody thought that. Hey, hold on. Help is on the way. Yeah, something like that. No. Like, hey, man, I'd love to play no. with you at some point. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it'd be nice to play with you. No so, Something along those lines? No. No. So, didn't think that. he said, find your zone and just stay blank and locked in. Yeah. The media is going to ask you what I told you right now. Tell them nothing. Mm-hmm. Just be aggressive every single day. It's white noise to you. That's all it is. All right? Let's hmm. go. Cool. Yep. There it was. There you go. Simple. Uncle White LeBron. noise. Yeah. White noise. Kind of like this show. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> 
I mean, it's more like white words, black noise. <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you're right. White words. That's why I can't speak them too well. <laughs> <laughs> King's English. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So this guy, uh, the price is right. I wish I had better audio of this, but I still want to play this because I love this dude. Right. So you do have the, the original audio, right? All right. So it's another one of these instances where someone's recording it off the television. So a guy, are you familiar with the way The Price is Right works, or is that something that's been out of your purview, as Come they say? On, I grew up with The Price is Right, right Just man. making sure. I never know Come with you. So Come when, on down. When they spin the wheel yep. to get into the showcase, yep. Bob Barker or now Drew Carey, they are nice enough to provide that time while the wheel is spinning to have the contestants say hello to people. Right. So... Anybody you want to say hello to. So usually it's like, yeah, my husband and my son and my neighbor. Hi, everybody. So it's just like ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Right. So this guy gets up there and decides he's going to go in a totally different direction with his thank yous. And he's now my new favorite person. And then it's hard to hear. It's very hard to hear. But he said Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, and the rest of my fantasy team, let's go. This guy wow. took his opportunity on national TV on The Price is Right to shout out the members of wow. his fantasy football team. Oh, that's when you know it has its claws in you. It has a, it has a grip on you. You know, and I, I love my guys on my team. There's a couple of guys who've done work for me. There's a lot of other guys who have let me down. You know, like David Johnson last year. I mean, he, he took me to a championship. He did. I always have that connection with him. You know, but to wow. take that, like, if, do you think his, <laughs> you think the members of his family are like totally disappointed? Like the one time that my name could be uttered on the Price is Right, yeah. you decided to say hello to Alshon Jeffrey instead. <laughs> I'm on national television, or you're on national television, instead of pointing uh, me out or giving me a shout out, uh, you talk about some cats who don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. What about us? We're your family, we're your friends. Yeah. I'd be upset. I would be yeah. upset. You know, I, I've talked about how my wife, you know, she's pregnant now. She does real estate sporadically. So she's <laughs> home a lot. So when I get home, the price is right is on. You know, she's still watching the price is right generally when I get home. So she's now seen so much of the price is right that she'll know the answers to things. Like she's seen mm. the items before. Like they'll do like, is this higher or lower than three bucks? She's like, oh, I've seen that. They use that one all the time. <laughs> I'm like, like, do you understand that this is not a redeeming quality of yours, that you are now being able to pick out these items that they use frequently on The Price is Right? You do realize it. And what did she, she say? And she's like, no, I know. It's pathetic. But I'm going to get really busy soon when this baby comes. And she's like, right. okay, right, fine. There you go. She's like, let me have this time now because I'm going to be really busy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, sure. I got you. And then she'll know when it's a rerun, too, which is amazing. Oh, I've seen this one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get her on those documentaries like you like to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she does. She watches them with me. We're watching this one show. We had this dispute about this one show, 
and I have a feeling you're going to agree with me on this one. So it's a Netflix show called Dark. So we had heard some things about it, and I read the description, and it looked interesting to me. So we start watching it, and right off the bat, I go, oh, no, no, no. So what they had done was the default setting on it was it's a German show, which I didn't know. It was a German show, and they were overdubbing with English actors. So it, they guys would be speaking, their mouths would be moving, and you'd hear some person, well, I guess I will go to the end of the road later on today then, if that's what you think I should do. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I can't do overdubbing. Mm-hmm. So she's like, no, it's fine. I'm fine with overdubbing. I don't want to do subtitles. And I'm like, I, I can't. I said, I have to do subtitles. I So I went back into the settings, put it back in German with English subtitles because the actors are not speaking English and the act, the inflections in their voices, how they're saying certain things, the characters. It, it doesn't rhyme with what's actually right, happening. Right, yeah. So I'm yeah. like, I can't get into this show and lose myself in this show with overdubbing. So I was yeah. like, we got to read it. We got to read it. <laughs> I'm not doing this. First world problems. Hey, right. here's my problem. I almost uh, went to jail last night because my wife, my wife thought it was a good idea to cook a whole chicken and give the wings of the chicken to the dog. Oh, wow. Why would you give the chicken wings to the dog? The dog has dog food. I spent over $100 a month, Chewy.com, for the dog to have dog food. So when it's time for me to have my food, I want my food, and I want all the chicken, not just the breast, the thighs, the legs. I want the wings, too. Who thinks it's a good idea to get a damn dog to chicken wing? Well, that's why the dog's so fat now. You were telling me how Hoya got big. You, She's you big. Told she me wears that. it well. She's big, but she wears it well. Right. I call my dog fat. You said it. That's why I said it. She's, she's she said, Hoya got so fat. That's what you told me. Just like that. <laughs> so I regurgitated that, and now you're Yo, telling me she's not. She's not fat. She's a big bitch. No, oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Eat uh, my chicken wings, though. Yeah, I mean, Gosh, I was so upset. It's like, who gives a damn dog chicken wings? Who does that? All right, so you didn't go to jail, right? <laughs> I did not. Okay, good. <laughs> I just ate what chicken I had and went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Chewy.com. My sister-in-law works for Chewy.com. Oh, really? Yeah, she makes the commercials. The commercials that you see on there. Oh, she's, cool. She's part of the the decoration crew. Well, they make it simple, man. Just put that dog food on auto ship, and it gets there every other month. Yeah. Yeah, cool. that's right. Yep. All right. Maybe they should make a chicken wing flavor so I can get my chicken wing or you can get hers. You're not uh, tr- flying through Atlanta on the way home, are you? I am not, but they're, oh. they're fine now. I guess they uh, they Ooh. got that corrected. They were out of uh, power for for a long time. There's nothing. That is one of my biggest fears, being stuck on a plane like that, not moving, not being able to get off oh. for six hours. Oh. oh, don't mention that. Man. Six wow. hours on the tarmac. Yeah. Oh, that's almost as bad as being stuck in the subway, which is my number one thing. Ooh, or the tunnel. Yeah, all of it's not good. Nope. <laughs> None of it's a good situation. All right, thanks to Jason Lockenfora, his dog and his cold, Mikey B, Petey Meats, Bogish, and Pierno. Brian will be back in studio tomorrow, thanks to WQAM and their ISDN. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.